Just worship him for the great work he's done in this place. Let God all about Shaka Dagalabush. Let Koto Koto Kodolabush. E Koto Lobo Shaka Dagalia. Le Kate Kotolia. Makadagalabo Shakada. Le Koto Koto Godabosh. Le Katagadagalabosh. Shekete Kete Ketelia. Lord, we worship you. Father, we give you praise. E Koto Lobosha. Le Kate Kete 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 Kelebosh. Ah, Great things he has done. Great things he has done. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, what a great God. Thank you, Jesus. You do wonderful things. Jehovah, you do marvelous things, Yahweh. You do marvelous things, Kadalabosha. Great Jehovah, you do marvelous things, Yahweh. Yahweh. Let's worship Him. You do marvelous. You've done marvelous Yahweh 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 Yahweh
give you all the glory. Lord, visit us this morning. Let no one return the same. Thank you for the wonderful things you have done. This can only be God. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' great name we pray. Somebody excited, shout hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> welcome your neighbor with a smile. I didn't say shake, oh yeah, shake it. <laughs> I said, welcome your neighbor with a smile. Hallelujah. Some of you are too serious. You don't smile. Smile. Amen. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the privilege to bring the word this morning. I don't take it for granted. I want to thank God for Pastor Kinsley and Pastor Midred for the great work. For the protocol, wonderful people from reception to this day, wonderful people. The choir. Amen. The resident pastor, Pastor Jethro and his associate, Pastor Wally. And every group and you. Amen. I also want to appreciate my mother, Pastor Kinsley's mother. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord honor you. The Lord increase you. When I came, I asked Pastor Jethro, I said, the last time I came, 2017, young folks, he said, yes, we have grown, some have grown, you know. And I said, there are still young guys and ladies here. So I'm excited when I see Young people serving God. Genuinely. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for our nation. With young people like you serving God serious. Not those ones pulling their trousers and walking like you know. <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, young men that have, young men and women that have taken their time to serve God. Against all odds. There's hope. You know, we should not define our nation with what is happening now. No. The time we come, people will be looking for visa to come to Nigeria. I'm not telling you to excite you. I'm telling you, by the grace of God, I'm prophetic insight. Yeah. Our God is too wise. Uh, no, it's too wise. Abraham said, Sir, if you see five righteous people, will you spare the land? God said, if I see five, I will spare the land. Oh, wait, 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 five. This land shall be great. Amen. And you shall be great. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, we'll be... Talking about kingdom culture, I'll just lay some foundation on the aspect of our character, you know. I will not be dwelling on the seven areas he talked, your pastor talked about. Just foundation for, that, that, that's also useful for, you know, the various spheres of influence. Uh, very key to our Christian uh, walk with God. Of course, he told you that uh, I'll be talking about discipline. The force of discipline in fulfilling your destiny, you know, and living as a Christian in the times we are. Like he said, kingdom, kingdom culture entails a set of values we are expected to exhibit or live by, to reflect God. In our kingdom, God is the king. And we're in his domain. So we need to act like God. And it doesn't just happen. Just like as a child grows from birth, you know, 
as we grow and walk with God, we begin to imbibe the culture of our king. Somebody is that here? Yes. So it takes a while. That's what we teach. You might have heard it before, but here over and over again, it begins to affect and shape your life so that you can fulfill your glorious destiny. Amen. There are quite a number of them, but I will just take discipline, and if I have time, I take faithfulness, maybe second service. I see you fulfilling your destiny. In any sphere you belong to, media, celebration, government, uh, discipline is key. It's a requirement to fulfilling your destiny. Amen. The, the early Christians, they took note of them that they were. These ones, they've been with Christ. They couldn't hide it. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. It says, now when the men of Shandran, Shandran, saw, I'm reading Amplified Version, saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained ordinary men. They were astonished and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. They had, they had been studying the word of God. They had been with Jesus. So they exhibited God's kind of character naturally. People began to see that these ones, no, they are different. They belong to a different kingdom. That would be your own experience. Amen. It's not something you hide. You can't hide it. If you are genuinely born again, walking with God over a long time, it will begin to show naturally. You remember Peter? After they had captured Jesus, he was following behind and was trying to dodge. One small guy said, you are with, you are with Jesus. The way you are, you are not like us. He said, no, I don't know Jesus. He said, no, you are not like us. <laughs> He sat down, and that man came up and said, ah, this man, the way you are behaving, you are, you are this Jesus people. He tried to deny it. The thing was showing naturally. Uh, naturally. <laughs> That's how your own experience will be. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Beloved, God has great plans for us. He said, I know the thoughts I have towards Jeremiah 29 verse 11. The thoughts of good are not of you to give you a future and a hope, an expected end. God is always thinking good about you. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. I will have said when he wakes up in the morning, God does not sleep as well. So every time he thinks about you, he thinks of good. He's not looking to whip you and to, to see where you make mistakes. No. God is thinking good about you. Good about you. <laughs> he said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be healthy, even as your soul prospers. He's just wishing good. Don't let anybody tell you to the contrary. Hallelujah. Don't let anybody place value on you. I've seen God raise people. I gave my life to Christ about 27 years ago in the barracks. I had some people they call barrack boys. You know, barrack boys, children of soldiers and all that. Mm, they, they didn't look like it. About 27 years passed. Kinsley met some of them. There were some of them prayed for Kinsley and all that. Some of them are ministers all over the world, doing fine. Full-time ministers, doing well there. One just graduated as a PhD holder. University of Illinois. He stays with me in Abuja. Doing very well. But they didn't look like it. Their colleagues were mocking them. This one, PhD, University of Illinois, mathematics. It's not more and more mathematics. Oh. <laughs> Even at mass, I think I got F9 at mass. I, I tried it, I got F9 at mass. <laughs> PhD, mathematics. Barack boy, they didn't look like it. Some of them are overseas, full time ministry, winners, redeem, full time. But they didn't look like it. I've seen God raise people. So where you are today is not a challenge. I am telling you. 
I am, you might not look like it. That's why I don't, I don't take these meetings for granted. When I see particularly young people, you have, the, you have the advantage of time. You know? I'm not saying old people cannot fulfill destiny, but I, I like football, but my, no matter how, I can't play again. When I see them, Ronaldo, ah! <laughs> I can't play. But the young man still has time. If he's encouraged and he, he takes advantage of opportunity. So I don't take it for granted. In fact, God takes pleasure in raising people from nothing. If you are already an Ajabota guy, you won't value God's lifting. He say, you know, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. The weak things. I tell you, I lie not. If you can line up with what you are taught, it's just a matter of time. You will make news. I say you will make news. In the name of Jesus. So we're going to be talking about discipline. Discipline. You know, very important. God was advising Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You have been called Joshua to take over the mantle of leadership. You have been ordained, anointed. Let me advise you. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall read or meditate on it. Day and night. I'm reading Amplified Version. So that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Say you need discipline to study and to be able to do the things we begin to tell you. If you're not disciplined, you will not do what God wants you to do. You might be anointed, you might be called, you might be talented. Many fail. Many don't fulfill destiny. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. Amplified version. If you are willing and obedient. So you have an open check, but it depends on you. Amen. It's not 100% dependent on God. No. Amen. <laughs> Discipline is self-control. Striving to follow rules and regulations. And I'm talking of self-discipline, not the one imposed on you. Not the one you are doing because somebody is watching over you. No. The one you have cultivated the character of being disciplined. Amen. That's what we're talking about. Operating under strict control. Operating as commanded by God, not as convenient. Some of the things God will tell you might not be convenient. Maybe it's for your good. <laughs> Apostle Paul, speaking in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. You know, Paul was one of the greatest apostles, full of revelations, graces. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. It says, but I keep my body, I keep under my body. King James Version. I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. He said, I keep, nobody forced him, myself, I keep. With all the anointing, he even encountered Jesus face to face. I don't know if you have seen Jesus. He said, I keep my body so that I will not also be a castaway. All the, le- all the letters to the churches and his spiritual sons now we stand it. I still keep my body. Discipline is key if you must fulfill destiny. And the Amplified Version says, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave 
So that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. You know? And if you know boxers, they train so hard. Those uh, 11 rounds or 3 rounds they do, if you see the training involved, they train like as if trailer, they will have head-on collision with trailer. <laughs> so they put their body, eat, they, they, they watch what they eat, they train physically. It's, I, I, I discipline my body strictly. Beloved, to fulfill destiny, you must have self-discipline. Self-discipline. Every aspect of our lives, whether in media, in government, everywhere, we've seen great people fall. You know, it's... By law, some people by law, they can get to the top, but to stay on top is a big challenge. We've seen celebrities commit suicide, messed up, marital issues, scandals. They lose their, their contract with big companies because of their behavior, character. No discipline. So it's not a challenge for God to take. God is preparing you. I remember 2009, I traveled from New York to Bangladesh on an official uh, business with I was head of delegation but it was a two, two man delegation myself and a European lady from, from Sweden a woman <laughs> we flew from New York to Bangladesh we were supposed to lodge into different hotels, hotels different rooms but the government of Bangladesh gave us a presidential lodge presidential lodge it's like a house, a duplex, everything food everything they give you so I was staying in that, that house with a woman, a woman I was 11 years younger. Everything working. <laughs> 11 years younger. With a Yubo woman. <laughs> two of us. <laughs> that is, we eat breakfast together. Lunch is ready. They come and call two of you. We drive in the same car to work. Even when I go jogging, she joins me to jog. But my body no shake. Somebody said Discipline. If my wife calls me, I say, hey, greet him. Mm. We are doing well. <laughs> Discipline. Ah, because of tomorrow. You can do anything and clean mouth and come and be, and be doing neck like this. Ah, God will say, look at this one. Eh? He said, I kept my body. Tell the truth, true life story. We stayed together about three or four days and flew back. The only bad thing about the trip was when we came back, the UN collected our money. Esther could. The government told them they accommodated us. I said, I will have stayed in hotel. <laughs> they collected the body back. UN, you can't cheat them. They said, you were lodged in the presidential lodge. So, in fact, they didn't ask. They withdrew the money from our salary. Ah! <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I kept my body. Because of where you are going tomorrow. If the young ladies here know the kind of queen God wants to make them, in the future, they won't be considering sleeping around with some men. For what, what are they giving you? Apostle Joshua Simon will say, if God wants to give you one million tomorrow, Satan will give you 200,000 today. I tell you, if you know what God is planning for you, your body will be no touch for anybody. Don't be in a hurry. He say, you must touch me before I marry you. For what? For what? I didn't touch my wife before. I married my wife as a virgin. It was after marriage. So we're not telling you what we didn't do. It's for your good. We've married now for like 23 years. Discipline. Discipline. Somebody say here. 
The young man that is behaving anyhow, if you know what God plans for you, you know the young people, they think they will be young forever. I was young some 30 years ago. <laughs> We're in mid-50s now. You didn't know the tale. <laughs> you think you will not be a father. You, are to, you will be a father. You will be a grandfather. So all this, you, you know, go agree, you know, go agree. <laughs> Don't worry. This fast 2021 is almost gone. If you know what God has planned for you, you, you will keep your body under subjection like Paulo. You will keep your body. Somebody's out here. Discipline is not a gift. No. You, yourself, you will keep your body. You will draw boundaries. This one, I will not pass here. There's no physical boundaries for you to fulfill your destiny. Discipline will usually not feel good, but the reward of discipline, a disciplined life is great. It's great. Avoiding immediate gratification for future and eternal rewards. There's so much rewards in keeping yourself. I can't tell you many testimonies. Many. I traveled to one of my staff to, to Egypt in 2008 or so for a delegation. We are, we are before that time. And this lady from Bahamas, black, beautiful lady, she traveled with me on the same aircraft from New York, went to Egypt, the same Sheraton in Cairo. Her room was next to me. In the night, she told me her, her laptop is having a problem. <laughs> she knocked up my door with, with nightgown. You know women nightgown. So when I opened the door, ah! <laughs> he said, laptop. He said, can I have your other? I said, laptop. He said, what is the password? I gave password. He said, do I return it in the night? I said, keep it until we get to New York. Give me there. <laughs> true life story. I'm not joking. True life story. Black, beautiful lady from Bahamas. I don't know if she's listening. If you, uh, she, she, black. Laptop in the night. I gave her a password. I gave her. Do you return it? Don't return. When we reach New York, you give me back. <laughs> Before you, 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 you mess up your destiny, you need to fight for your destiny. <laughs> I tell people, this is the easiest time to make it when too many people are just living anyhow. If you can just organize your life together, forget about what they are doing. It's just a matter of time. We will celebrate you. Too many people don't live in life as if there's no tomorrow. But you just organize. Forget about the small, small struggles here and there. It's normal. Please. Hold your body. Somebody say here. No matter the calling, talents, gifts, knowledge, and human connections, anybody who lacks discipline is bound to fail. Either now or in the future. Sometimes the people that you are connected with will be tired of you because of discipline character problem. Amen. Your top position, anointing, achievements magnifies your inherent character. That's why you see anointed people fall. See, anointed man, he committed adultery. We wanted this man with all the power. People, he refused to hold his, he refused to take care of those things when he was growing up. And the anointing kept coming. We kept fasting and praying. The power kept coming. But that thing, like smoke, it will come out one day. So that's why you need to be deliberate about it. It's not a gift. And the enemy will be waiting when you get to the top. It's okay. Since he's going, leave him. One small thing. I, I've seen some U.S. generals, fine U.S. generals that I admire. I still admire them. But most of them felt they were having affairs with their, their secretary, their MA. You know, we have beautiful military women too. They said, have affairs. Fine general that fought wars. Afghanistan, Iraq, four star generals. Messed up because of one major, female major, female soldier. Why? Character, discipline. I'm telling you the truth. 
So you can reach they will one thing and they can't consider them for any real political appointment in the US again. Some of whom I know them. I don't want to mention their name. Fine military generals. Small, small mistake here and there. For what? When God wants to be glorified in your life. Ah, may you hold yourself up. Somebody say discipline. discipline. Amen. Which areas of discipline? Relationships with the opposite sex. Very important. You need to be disciplined. <laughs> discipline. When it's time to marry, marry if you have the capacity. Instead of just throwing your neck everywhere. Discipline in terms of use of public funds and even private funds. When they keep money in your hand, use, use it for what it's meant for. Don't cheat. I've worked with all kinds of people. There was a time I, I did a project and some money was left. They overpaid us and my immediate boss was putting pressure on me for us to share the money. I said, no, sir. I'm going to return it. He called me about three times. I said, no, sir. He was my superior. I don't want to. I was a colonel then. He was, you know, Say, oh boy, bring this money now. I said, no, sir. Three times, he abused me. Normally, I would have been afraid because I want to get promotion, you know. But today, he sees me. He said, ah, this man, you are a pastor, true, true. If I had shared the money, you know, good money then, I need, everybody needs money now. Then I come here and be shaking neck. You just say, this one, forget all this pastor, now so then be. <laughs> I was a colonel, younger, much younger. I would have been afraid, okay, let me please him. Let me, uh, this, not, I need money too, I need money. No. I said, no, sir. Say, you, you are a crazy man. Down. I wrote and returned the money with receipts and everything. That was about 11 years ago. He sees me any day, he says, ah, man of God. He knows what he's talking about. It's not because of the suit you are wearing. You will make it home. You will fulfill destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know what? Even the guys in the occult, occult men, even court boys, as former, God has used to deliver many court boys. They will tell you they operate under strict discipline. If you know what I'm talking about, I have many court boys that are born again now. They tell you you don't do. They keep if you if you if you flout their regulation, they will show you pepper. I think they appreciate discipline more than some of us self. Court men. I had. I used to have a boss. He used to enter his office with the back. No matter how you are greeting, when he used, you just use the back. In the nineties, I think he Ogboni or so. They have he, no matter how you are, you will not forget to. He must enter his office with his back. Imagine your own is not even up to that. <laughs> you can't keep it. They operate under very strict rules. I tell you the truth. I'm telling you true life story, because they know what they are going for, and we, we are too relaxed. In the issue of fulfilling destiny, we are too relaxed. Ah, it's a fight for your glory. It's a fight for your destiny. I can't tell you what some of us have seen to reach where we, you know. I bet we are too sure. When you do whatever it tells you to do, you will get there no matter the challenges. The challenges will come. Amen. And you will fight some of those battles alone. We can pray for you, we can, we can teach you, but a time comes when you will fight alone. Amen. You will not fail. It's either, to pay, it's either you pay the price of discipline or the price of regrets. Yes, it's very important. Imagine if Esther misbehaved. Esther was an orphan staying with her uncle, Mordecai. It looked like nothing. Where would this? And a strange land. But she later became queen. And God used her to deliver her people. Imagine if she was just misbehaving. Her uncle wouldn't have been confident enough to. To nominate her. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
Uh, God cannot build on a faulty foundation. You can't believe in your life anyhow. No, 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 no. Jesus came through Virgin Mary. He didn't come through, where's that? Harlot in Jericho. Rahab. No, Rahab had her own bed. I'm not saying anything. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, Jesus didn't look for Rahab. He looked for Mary. Mm, let's say the truth sometimes. Uh, all this, uh, you can't believe in your life anyhow. God won't build on a faulty foundation. So put yourself together. Amen. If you have done anything before, it's forgiven. But please put yourself. Don't tomorrow go, go back. No, me too. I was a bad guy. Forget, you, know, you had your pastor. Uh, but look at what God is using him today. He came back. He put himself together. Living right now by the grace of God. Amen. So don't believe. You can't wumble and fumble and get to top. Especially in this kingdom. Somebody say here. King Solomon that started well. Lost it. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 10. It says, And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. He lost discipline. He married many wives. I don't want to, I don't know the number. I can't remember the number again. A man that studied this and Solomon loved the Lord. Look at how he's ending. Is there anything? Any woman, okay, marry, concubine, all kinds. Of, he lost it. I don't know how he ended. He didn't end too well. Why? Lack of discipline. No restraints. You will not miss it. And briefly, let's look at some hints that will help us develop a, dis- a disciplined lifestyle. How many minutes do I have? How many more minutes, Pastor? Let me know. Let me know. Eh? Eh, about? Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. We look at some of the some hints to help us develop a disciplined lifestyle. Number one. God has given us what it takes to live a disciplined life, if you want to. God will not tell you to do what he has not empowered you to do. Can we read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, New Living Translation. New Living Translation, NLT. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Okay. Okay, no. Okay, it says, 2 Timothy, chapter, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Second Timothy, not first Timothy. Yeah. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and what? So God has, has a spirit, God has. To be able to say no sometimes. Some of you cannot say no. For what? I have that grace. I will tell you no in capital letters. <laughs> no. You can't say, you know, I can't say no, you know. Who told you? You can't say no. Heaven will not fall. I hear, particularly when it comes to do with God. Or the things that pertains to your destiny. Receive grace to say no. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number two. You are to resist temptation. The Holy Spirit is in you to help you. Temptation will come. Temptation, you have to resist. Eh? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4. Amplified, amplified version. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 4. Please, quickly, yeah. It says... You have not yet struggled to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. So that means it could get to that level. You strive. No, if it means sin. No. The woman that came to my room was wearing night guy. Everything was showing. Then I will not be giving laptop and showing you password. How? I said, take the, take, take. Strive. <laughs> your destiny is involved. If it means shedding blood. It's said that you have not reached that extent. So you have the capacity to do that. 
So you work with the Holy Spirit to change your desires. So that the things that tempted you will now disgust you. There's a level you work with God. I can't stand where they are gisting rubbish gist. It's not possible. Or go and sit and where they are drinking alcohol and smoking and chatting ungodly. It will, not, it will disgust me, really. I don't even have the time. Beloved, you still have time to do great things for God and for your life. Please, discipline yourself. Amen. Amen. And that, and that hint, not every legitimate or lawful thing is beneficial to you. It might look good, it might be okay, but if it's not beneficial to you, please, don't go ahead and do it. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, Amplified Version, he said, all things are lawful, that is, morally legitimate, permissible, but not all things are beneficial or advantageous. All things are lawful, but not all things are constructive to character and are defined to your spiritual life. You see, they might be lawful, but they're not necessary. Associations. You are told to love everybody, but friendship is by choice. Not everybody should be your friend. I don't have too many friends. You don't need too many friends. Just get friends that are going where you are going. I agree, but everybody is your friend. How? That means you are not going anywhere somebody said here choose friends that will add to your destiny that you can also add to their destiny friends that can tell you the truth when you are going wrong not friends that are there for what they can get no real friends they will tell you when you are wrong amen your eating habit eat well you are not to eat everything I eat very few things now because of health and, and to be fit it's not everything I eat if not I will have been you know what I mean uh, no it's very <laughs> People, I'm not a food person. I eat once a day. One good meal a day. And, mm, I'm telling you the truth. What, what are we eating? You have been eating all these days. What is? You eat for strength. And for those still growing, you eat to grow. There are some things I don't eat. Amen. Praise the Lord. Entertainment. Entertainment is not bad. But watch what you used to entertain yourself. I can't remember when I watched a movie last. Say, I now sit down three hours watching a movie. Three hours can do so much in my destiny. Nothing wrong with movie for Nollywood people. Nothing wrong. But if you want to watch, watch clean ones that will defy you. They are true life stories. They are documentaries. They are things that will make you begin to think, to be innovative. We don't have too much time. <laughs> we have one life to live. We are not coming back like Jesus. Who. If you go, you have gone. No. <laughs> have one life. Ah! And you are wasting it. You watch part one. Part two, and they will tell you, stop, don't, don't, don't go, don't go. Part three, they will premiere part three, and you'll be waiting. We do have one life. Only Jesus will come back, or you will not come back if you go. Ah. Somebody is here. And finally, before we go, we'll continue second service. Our decision to live a dis- disciplined life should be based on our love and reverence for God. Not just because of destiny. Or going to the top. No, because we love God. Joseph said, I will not do this thing and sin against my God. I fear God. She will have slept with Potiphar's wife and maybe be entitled to a double ration. But she said, he said, no, I fear God. God was not physically with him. His father, Jacob, that loved him was not there. But he said, no, I fear God. So our, 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 our quest to be disciplined and do all that is not just to get to the top. It's because we love God. Love God. I love God personally. 
there are some things I can't even, I don't need to think to say no. You know, some things, let me go and think. Ask girl. He said, let me go and think. There are some things you don't say, I won't, I won't think about it. An unbeliever drunkard now comes to you, want to propose. <laughs> you are looking at the ring, you are looking back. There's no need to think. This is not a, light and darkness cannot. There's no, don't, don't think. You have principles already. Because you fear God. Somebody's out here. Let's rise on our feet. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Receive grace for self-discipline. Very key to fulfilling your destiny. Receive grace for self-discipline. To fulfill kingdom culture. They saw the disciples and said, this ones we are with Jesus. We can see. They are not trained. They are unlearned. They didn't go to school, but they just, they are behaving like God. These ones have been with Jesus. Receive grace this morning. Lord, give me grace for self-discipline. You might have made mistakes before. Now it's time to sit up. There's so much loaded for your future. Glorious future. If God can open your eyes to see your future, you will sit up. You will sit up. You don't even need anybody to encourage you. You will sit up. Let's pray. Pray in the spirit. You receive grace. Ability to say no when you need to say no. To put your body under the spirit. It's a serious matter. Many have failed God. Many have failed at the top. Many can't rise because they are not passing the test. Pray. There's hope. There's hope for a tree if you cut down. By the scent of water, it shall burn again. Somebody here will burn again. Somebody here will burn again. He said, There is hope for the tree if it be cut down. For by the scent of water, it shall burn again. Lord, help me. Pray. Lord, help me. Young man, young woman, there's hope for your destiny. Pray, pray, pray. Lord, help me, help me. Help me, help me, Lord. Shakada. Jehovah,
this morning you are not born again you know your work with God is <laughs> I made this decision 27 years ago I tell you no regrets all heads bowed let's reverence God this morning you want to give your life to Christ put your hand on your chest you want to give you want to surrender your life to Christ don't be ashamed <laughs> everybody that is born again made that decision when I made that decision, I had my colleagues with me. Today, they don't have address. They were mocking. 27 years, November 1994. I can't forget it. Reverend Paul Lenenche was preaching. I gave my life. upon me I confess today that you are my Lord and personal Savior I declare I am born again thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name if you pray that prayer please lift up your hands be sincere lift up your hands if you pray that prayer don't be ashamed lift up your hands if you pray that prayer Please come out. I want to see you. Please come out. Don't be ashamed. Come out. 